Hello and welcome to episode two of Coffee and Philosophy. Unfortunately, there will be no coffee in the Coffee and Philosophy today. It will be coffee without coffee and philosophy because it's currently 9.57. And trust me when I say if I drank coffee right now, with how energetic I've been recently, I would transcend into another metaphysical realm. That's not a good idea. I wouldn't be here to record this podcast. This is a podcast for students. Uh, It's focused on students doing AQA, A-level philosophy. However, uh, as a friend pointed out to me the other week, this is also just a general interesting podcast for anyone that sort of wants to get into philosophy. Um, As is shown by my little supporter in the corner, Georgia, um, it's a really interesting thing to just listen. It's a good place to start because... Most people that have done the A-level didn't do any philosophy before they started, and if I'm half-decent at explaining things, then hopefully you'll learn something. So, you know, don't be pushed away by the fact that it's based on a spec. Get free knowledge. In this episode, I will not be using any other resources. My nine intro to slash history of philosophy books are still waiting to be used. However, they will come to some very good use when we get into the next section of epistemology, and also tons in moral and mind and God, so patience for the original content. In this episode, we will be looking at the Gettier problem, well, problems, um, why they are problems for the tripartite theory, and then we will be looking at the fake barn case and why that is a problem for the tripartite theory. So, Gettier, mentioned briefly in the last episode, presented some criticisms which essentially shattered the tripartite theory. They show that justified true belief can't be knowledge, with situations where someone appears to have justified true belief, but they don't have knowledge. And the first of these situations that I'll be going over is the job interview. Bear in mind, these um, examples are almost dead accurate to what Gettier put in his original paper on this issue, which is well worth a read, three pages long, would recommend. Um, I've just added little bits here and there to kind of, not spice them up, just, just make them make more sense, make them run a little bit smoother as a sort of, story but it's almost completely the same I've tried to keep it as uh, original to the um, counter examples as possible so the job interview we got two fellas we got Smith and Jones and both Smith and Jones are going for a job interview to work in an office they're both going for the same job and only one of them can get it now Smith lacks a little confidence in himself and He believes from some pretty substantial evidence of what he's heard off of other co-workers muttering about words from their boss that that Jones is the one that's going to get the job. He believes it, and he's justified in believing that. So, being clever, he goes up to some co-workers and he says, Hey, I've uh, I've got a prediction for you. I think, I I know, that the man that's going to get the job has ten coins in his pocket. Obviously, they're a little weirded out, because why would you ever say that to someone? But they're like, okay, okay, we'll see. We'll, we'll see how true that is. And so, they wait for the verdict. 
And plot twist. It isn't Jones that gets the job. It's Smith. Smith is almost disappointed because his little prediction didn't come true. But then as he goes to get a celebratory snack from a separate vending machine, he notices with shock that he also has ten coins in his pocket. This was something he didn't know before. But technically that means that According to the tripartite view, he knew that the man that was going to get the job had 10 coins in his pocket. He was justified in that belief because he thought it was going to be Jones and he had reason to believe that. And it ended up being true, just it wasn't Jones, it was him and he was also a man that had 10 coins in his pocket. But are we really willing to say that that's knowledge? Before I go over why that doesn't count as knowledge, why there's a problem with it and what that problem is, I'll use another example. And this is the Ford car and Brown in Barcelona. So for the sake of continuity, let's pretend this is the same Smith and Jones in this example. So Smith and Jones are friends. And they're also friends with a guy called Brown. Now, Smith has just finished work, and Jones is planning on picking him up so they can go and collect Brown from the airport. And Smith has plenty of evidence to believe that Jones owns a Ford car. That's our first proposition, our first believed statement. The reason why he has evidence to believe this is because, as he's waiting outside his office, Jones comes and picks him up in a Ford car to go get Brown from the airport. Now, as they're on their way, they start talking about Brown and how weird it was that even though he mentioned he was going on holiday, he would not specify where. Now, we all know that Smith is a man that makes very weird propositions about things. So he steps up and says, well, you know what? God knows where Brown is, but I'll make a bet with you. <laughs> Either you own a Ford or he's in Barcelona. Now, Jones gets pretty smug here and says, <laughs> actually... I don't own a Ford, because I rented this car. Now, obviously, Smith is quite deflated about this, because now his only chance of being right is if, by some odd miracle, this random statement he made about Brown is actually true. I think you can tell where this is going. Brown gets into the car, they ask him about his holiday, he says it went fine, and then they both jump on the chance to ask where he went. And he says that he had been to Barcelona. So Smith's statement was correct. To clarify, because it might seem confusing for him to have made a statement of either Jones owns a Ford car or Brown is in Barcelona. And for that to be true, because half of it was false. But because it's an either or statement, only one half of it has to be true for the whole statement to be true. So, Smith had a justified belief. It may have been about the first half of the statement, but the whole statement was true. So, he had a justified true belief. Are we going to say that he knew that? Of course not. The key element of both these examples is that they show a justified belief about one thing or one person that luckily happens to be true about some other thing or someone else related to the whole statement made. 
To refresh, in the case of the job interview, there was a justified belief about Jones getting the job, but the statement made was about a man with 10 coins in his pocket, and luckily that happened to be true of the man that did get the job, which was Smith. Um, and in the case of Brown in Barcelona, the justified belief was about Jones owning a Ford car, and it was luckily true that Brown was in Barcelona as part of the statement, either Jones owns a Ford car or, Bar or Brown is in Barcelona. But the reason why they had the belief that they had has nothing to do with the actual truth. The way I uh, think about it for exams is if you have justified true belief like JTB in a little triangle, you can connect the dots between the truth and the belief. In as much as they thought that a certain circumstance was going to be the case, and it was the case. You can also connect the belief and the justification, because you can connect the reason why they believed what they did, obviously, with the belief that they had. But you cannot connect the justification and the truth. You can't draw a line between those two, because the reason for their belief has nothing to do with the actual truth itself, and that's where the problem lies. That's the issue with the tripartite theory. But the problems don't stop with Gettier. There is another type of problem that we're going to look at, which was brought up by uh, Alvin Goldman, and it's called the fake barn scenario. Fake barn cases. These are important, but they bring up a sort of different issue to the Gettier problem. So let's say that after the whole kerfuffle with the job interviews and the airport, Jones has decided he wants to take a little bit of a break from weird propositions and weird knowledge stuff going on. So he plans a holiday and he plans to use the last week of his rental on the Ford car to make the most of his money. He only really planned a rough route of how to get there. He didn't really look at all the places in between and unknowingly he passes through an area called Fake Barn County where, believe it or not, loads of fake barns are scattered all around the countryside surrounding him. They're like a barn front with no back, the kind of thing you'd find on a movie set. As he's driving through, he's taken aback by the amount of supposed barns, and he looks to the side of the road and points at one barn in particular and says, Phew, sure are a lot of barns around here. I mean, look, a barn because you know that's a very natural thing to say his belief here is that that is a barn the the object he's pointing at is a barn and he's justified in believing that because he has no reason to believe that these are fake barns and no person that thinks that they see barns thinks immediately ah but what if they're fake barns so he is justified in his belief that it's a barn. And by pure coincidence, that single barn was actually a real one. But did he know that? He had the justified belief and it was true. But are we going to say that he knew that that was a barn? The issue that the fake barn case brings up is that Jones had the belief about the correct thing, but there was a really abnormal context surrounding it which meant that it was true by chance. 
if he would have continued to point at different barns and say, another barn, another barn, another barn, as he passed, he would have been wrong. He, he wouldn't have known that because it wouldn't have been true. So, just to quickly reiterate, there was the problem of the job interview and the problem of the Ford car and Brown in Barcelona. And both of these examples pointed out the issue with the tripartite theory, which is that although you have a justified true belief, the reason why they believed what they did had nothing to do with the truth itself. The fake barn case shows issue with the tripartite theory because you can have justified true belief, but in extremely unusual contexts, which allow the thing that is you have a justified belief about to be true by pure chance. And alas, we come to the conclusion that the tripartite view just doesn't have what it takes to be a good definition of knowledge. Hopefully this episode was some use in clarifying the Gettier problems and the fake barn uh, cases, which aren't just problems for the tripartite theory, particularly in the case of the fake barn examples we'll find that the solutions that will be proposed in the next episode also fall short at that too. As I've just mentioned, next up we'll be looking at the alternate theories of knowledge that take the structure of the tripartite theory and either add conditions on or alter the justification condition. Thank you for listening this far. Hope you've enjoyed. Thank you.